Hey, I'm Jeff Smith. And I'm Ashley Fitzsimmons from OIA. Welcome to A Genius, OIA's podcast. Where we roundtable discussion with thought-leading agents, some of the best practices and technology solutions agents are using to grow their business and compete in the modern insurance marketplace. All right, thank you all for joining us for this uh, special episode um, of our, our podcast roundtable discussion with our agents who are our technology thought leaders. Um, we appreciate uh, you, know, you, you joining in on this. Um, it's a special episode in that we're all likely at home or we're maybe at our agency with the skeleton staff um, working under the uh, state of Ohio's um, requirements that we um, our, our Ohio, as you know, declared insurance agencies and companies as um, essential business services. So while we're able to be in our agency location, um, we have to do so under some really unique terms and conditions to, to be there, where you've got to stay six feet away to adhere to the social distancing requirements, have sanitize, hand sanitizer available, take temperature before and after the workday. So there are a lot of things that... Um, I think agents have looked at it and thought, you know, let me be remote. This makes more sense to work remotely. Um, and we didn't know up until um, Sunday, we didn't know whether insurance would be um, considered a, an essential business service. So there was some time where we thought we might not have that ability to actually work in the office. So that dust is settled. We know we can be there, but it's still, um, we know it is this this situation and future situations around proper business continuity planning is screaming to us that we've got to be better situated to remote work, work remotely. So what we've done for you is we brought together our technology thought leaders. And I want to first say thank you to them for joining us on what is short notice and what is during a time where you're all dealing with issues of um, working in a setting that you're probably not entirely accustomed to in that I know I am. I'm, I'm at home where I've got um, my wife also working from home and my kids here um, on technically this week, they're on spring break, but you know, the week before they weren't next week, they won't be. And my kids while eight and 10 and I love them dearly. They are a handful and they, um, you know, they, they want constant attention and I'm their father. So, you know, I, I out of, out of, I want to provide that to them, but it is a challenging, challenging situation um, that you probably are experiencing or members of your team are. So, what we're going to get to today are the tactical and practical tips that these agency thought leaders are either using today or contemplating into the future um, to use in their agency. So a couple things before I want to share before we get into that. Um, and to set this further set the stage with our agency roundtable, um, we've got a couple things. We did a survey last week on our agencies in regards to remote work. And we had a couple hundred agencies respond, and what 75% of them said to us is, we are not equipped to go to remote work. We do not have the technological capabilities. We do not intend to do that. And unless forced, a force shut down by the government, we will not be able to do that. So 75% are not. 25% were in a position where they said, yes, we're contemplating it for 14 days. We're going to go remote work. And we have the technological capabilities to do that. So um, that sets a little bit of the backdrop of what we know you all are facing um, in, in the remote work environment. So we've got some unique stories to share here today. I know just on our, on our round table, um, while um, some of our participants are, have been remote for more than a decade, some are not um, positioned or equipped or be, to be able to be remote, but yet are using some of the most advanced technology tools in their agency today. So we're excited about this. It's going to be a fun conversation. Um, Jason, Carrie, do you guys have anything to add on the intro before we jump into the roundtable? Feel free if you guys want to further set the table. If not, we will uh, we'll jump into our questions. I'm unmuting. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you, Jason. Okay, just real quick. Um, I've had some immediate conversations as a result of the work from home uh, that everybody's been doing, and they're more simplified discussions. They're not going into the weeds of like, oh God, what three to five technologies do I need or platforms or softwares at this point? It's more of questions like, what's the best device, like laptop 
to have in my home in order to be able to take everything that currently exists at the office? What can I rely on? I got another question around managed IT services. And if I have everyone that's spread throughout in their own homes, how can I make sure that everything that's being done is secure and they're signing in potentially through, through VPN or whatever the case may be? How do I make sure that my managed service provider is giving me everything that I need in order to be secure while working from home? And those are more fundamental questions, I think, before we even go into some of the how do you hand off you know, a prospect into rating quote bind. It's really more of the fundamental discussion, I think, that's important and are on agents' minds. And so if we can cover some of that, I think we'll be good to go. And it's, it'll be great to hear from the agents here on the call. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we will plan for that. Um, that'll be the bulk of the conversation is what we're expecting. So let's jump into the, to the round table. Um, so we, you all know our members who participate. I know we've got Jonathan, Al, Brent, Kurt, and um, Cindy on the phone today and on the line. Unfortunately, Mary and uh, Russ couldn't join us. But um, with that, you know, Jonathan, you and I spoke earlier this week, and um, you've been, you know, a consistent and great contributor to us for, um, you know, these discussions. And I, 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 I didn't realize the, um, the progressive nature with which your agency is esta established and how you've been equipped to work remotely. So share your story um, with, uh, with our agents in terms of how, um, you know, your agency set up and how you guys are adapting to this. Sure. Um, well, I'm, um, I would say we're 100% work at home and have been since uh, uh, last Monday officially uh, with that one exception, which is myself. So I'm the only person in the office, um, just a man and just some of, the, some of the gaps that we found that are challenges when everybody's gone. Uh, but back since 2009, when Hurricane Ike rolled through Ohio and caused major widespread power outages, that was the aha moment for me where I said, oh man, if we're down and we cannot work, that's the time our customers need us the most. And if we have a, what I thought would be a tornado would knock our building out, um, likely we're going to have customers with the same damage. And so, so we started our disaster preparedness plan then. And um, what's our ability to work? Everybody should have laptops. Everybody should have surfaces. Um, and then probably about three years ago, um, we really required everybody to work one day a week from from home so it was really a push to say this is important and we got to stay fresh and we got to be nimble um, but I never thought we'd really get to the day that we had to all be out at one time so so a lot of it's just uh, so we've um, what we found is that the surface adds the most um, uh, benefit to us um, and we're uh, applied epic through the cloud everything pretty much is all through the cloud our telephone system um, we did um, have we have an app that uh, connects our work phones right to the um, cell phone of the employee, so they ring simultaneously. Um, so it's really it can run through your computer or through the app or through the cell phone. So you really can reach anybody at any point, and um, and really have had very little to no disruption from a standpoint of operationally. I feel really good of where we were, um, and I'm happy to share at the appropriate time just a couple of the holes that we found that. Um, have been a real struggle this week. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Well, yeah, that's awesome. Jonathan, we'll circle back to that. So we, there, there you go. That's, that's a 20, 20 person, um, agency, two locations in different States. And the only person in there is the agency principal right now, um, working a hundred percent remotely and doing it effectively and successfully as far as we know, but you've got a couple holes that you share with us later. So, so Al, you're, you guys are set up a little differently. You've got, um, I think eight, uh, remote locations and 60-ish um, employees within Wickert um, Insurance. Tell us a little bit about how you guys are dealing with this. Are you remote? Is everyone still coming into the office and complying with the governor's orders? Like, what what are you guys doing? Yeah, so from a, um, from a compliance perspective, we're a little bit of mixed. We kind of split the, the teams. We've got enough space to maintain separation and with proper hygiene, uh, we still have you know, call it about half the staff coming in and half the staff working from home, um, which seems to be working well uh, with our offices being spread out. Um, uh, and because our offices support each other, you know, we've been on cloud solutions for quite a while. Uh, I think the only thing, the only challenge that this threw in the mix for us is, 
you know, our typical workstation in the office has three screens um, where you can uh, three monitors uh, so you can pull up multiple documents, multiple applications. And uh, we're not necessarily set up for that at home. Uh, we have the connectivity through cloud solutions and splash top and go to my PC where people can access their, their workstations. But, you know, productivity isn't quite what it is in the office just because you can't, you know, people are used to working with multiple monitors uh, to do uh, comparisons or, you know, call it multitasking, but you know, we're making do. Okay. So, all right, Al, half the staff's at home working. You're seeing, you're concerned a little bit about productivity, which is mainly, it sounds like just a setup issue between, um, you know, the in-office setup where they've got everything they need to be, you know, at optimal productivity level versus home, which you would expect. Um, We're seeing a similar thing in our operation where, um, well, it's not really entirely because of that. I think we're seeing it because of the nature of how our work has changed, which you guys has probably has had some impact on that as well. Um, but Brent, let's move to you. Um, I know you shot a note back when we were putting this on the uh, calendar and said, you know, I'm not sure how much I had to contribute because we're not remote at all. But you're, you know, you're a nine person agency, family agency on the east side of Columbus. And that you, you look and feel like the overwhelming majority of the membership of OIA and really the independent agency force across the country. So share some insights. Um, again, it doesn't sound like your team is remote right now, which, um, you know, again, you don't have to be given what, um, you know, the, the, the governor issued and, and, and us getting you know, insurance as an essential business service, but it still has to have, um, I mean, an impact on your workflow and your operation and some thoughts around um, remote. So, so Brent, jump in here. Yeah, um, happy to. So it was um, a little bit of a shock, obviously, to us what was going on. We, we have extremely limited work from home uh, capabilities. Ironically, you know, as was previously said when Jonathan was talking about our main concern really in the past has been power outage or tornado or something like that. We have an IT um, provider that has sort of remote site locations where we could go to in an emergency. Obviously, that doesn't really help us in this situation. Um, We never considered the situation where we shouldn't be physically near each other. It was more just we were worried about what if our physical plant was damaged. Um, so that's not really of help. We we do have a very limited work from home capability. It's a it's sort of like um, like I was saying. It's sort of similar to go to my PC. It's called ConnectWise. What we found is it's heavily dependent on um, the speed of the someone's home internet. So and they're basically home computer because it's you're just basically viewing through another computer. There's no um, file uh, compromise capabilities um, or or error problems there. But what is basically what we've come to the conclusion is it's just like Al was saying, you know, uh, that system also, we have multiple monitors and when it shows on a small screen, it's almost impossible to use. So, you know, thinking we had some sort of solution, we really didn't. So we're taking sort of extreme precautions. We've shut down our office to any uh, foot traffic. We have procedures placed it on our posted on our front door um, for anyone who wants to make an in-person payment because thankfully we're in an old bank branch so we have multiple doors um, so they can sort of come in and leave their payment and leave and then we can get, get it and go back and give them receipts you know that sort of thing it's sort of crazy we do have a couple people that are just staying home because they're high risk um, individuals and so we're, we're just supporting them in doing that um, but they're not really working. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's been a, it's certainly been a challenge um, as we've seen technology. We've seen, I don't know if anyone else has seen this, call volume has dramatically dropped as well. So we've been able to keep up. But, you know, my main concern, we're lucky again that everyone here has individual offices and we can close doors. But my main concern is if someone were to become ill and to bring it in without knowing it, um, because you, you, you might not entirely sure if one is contagious while they're still asymptomatic. And so if that happens, that could really impact us. But we're trying to be individually and as a company very careful with um, our interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brent, for sharing. Um, Kurt, let's jump into you. So you're at home right now. You told us before we jumped on that your wife and you are both working there together um, in that setting. Um, but it sounds like you're operable, you're working, things are things are happening, but uh, you're not in the office. So tell us a little bit about um, 
you know, again, you're a family agency, um, you know, similar setup to Brent's, but I think you guys have two locations. Um, and so how, how is that? How's it going for you? Uh, yeah, thanks, Jeff. So far, so good. Um, so over the past couple of years, we have slowly been um, transitioning our technology to be more remote friendly, more work from home friendly. Um, and that process got sped up very, very, uh, very fast at the end of last week. So we are uh, all work from home now. We have 12 employees. Everybody's work from home. And really the, the thing that's made it possible um, is just some of the Microsoft capabilities we have as far as Microsoft 365. We started using Teams about uh, a year ago. So everybody's very functional with Teams and with the inter-office communication. Um, and we have slowly been transitioning everybody over you know, as the uh, as the desktops they had they were using um, became old or became um, unusable, we switched everybody over to laptops. So there's everybody in our agency now has a laptop except for one person. And you know, I'm I'm already trying to put the order in for laptops right now. But if anybody's tried to do that, they're they're in high demand. So we have uh, we have legacy technology in house. So we were all still local server based as far as um, TAM and our imaging solutions, but we have um, remote desktop capabilities and we do log in through a VPN. So it's a secure connection that we log in directly to our server and everybody has their own username and desktop that they can access TAM remotely with. So um, I upgraded our, our Zoom subscription. So we now are, are doing Zoom meetings um, on a regular basis just 30 minutes in the morning to check in and then everybody goes about their day. So we still have that community focused team meeting every morning. Um, so even though we're not in the office, we're still touching base. And then um, from then on out, it's, it's actually been quite a smooth transition and it's, it's, you know, I've been actually surprised to not see a dip in service level. Um, similar to Jonathan, we have um, our phone over the internet, so we do have an app that links directly to our phone system. So whenever the phone rings, um, our employees' phone rings as well. So it's been it's been extremely smooth, and I'm happy to dive into the details, uh, whatever you guys want to hear, and however I can help. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing, Kurt. Um, it's that's a great start. And so, Cindy, I know you jumped on. Um, let's get some insights from you. You've got you know uh, again a family agency of, you know, four or five people um, who, you know, are, are, are obviously, you know, intimately close in the single location. And so what, uh, what are you guys doing? Are you, are you working remotely or is everyone still coming into the office every day? Um, how, what's been, uh, what's been this, uh, what's been the impact to you, to your agency? Cindy, I think you're on mute. You are. All right, I'm not hearing her. Um, all right, let's jump into uh, software solutions, guys. So we we did the round the horn on you know where you're working, how you're working. Um, they're going to play this back. So let's start with um, Kurt. You already kind of mentioned them, but um, for the listeners and for everyone who's trying to absorb the information, um, name off exactly what you have in your suite. Um, so I know you're using Microsoft. It sounds like you know you guys are you know, in terms of team activities, very functional on teams, um, but, but share some of those specifics. So we have them, um, we can get into, you know, we can better understand it. Actually, let's do hard software and hardware. So start with software and then jump into the hardware. Again, you mentioned laptops, but um, how are you going about that? Is everyone consistently on the same laptop? Do they have docking stations where they have uh, multiple screens at home and multiple screens in the office? So give us some practical um, tips on software and hardware solutions. Sure, absolutely. Um, for me, it's probably a little easier to, for my train of thought, to start with the hardware. So when everybody's in the office, um, we all have the same laptops. It's just Dell Latitudes. Um, and our um, third-party IT consulting firm, uh, they order those for us. They set them up for us. They make sure all the correct uh, you know, firewall encryption protections on them. And then when they come into the office and start working on it, we do have a dock that they plug into and they have dual monitors. They can open up their laptop to make it a third monitor if they want, or some people use their email on their, on their laptop. Um, and then at night, 
unplug the laptop, take it home with them. Then if they need to come into the office or don't need to come into the office, they can. So um, we've actually encouraged some employees to take uh, you know monitors home with them um, during this time or even take their dock home with them and work from home just because Right now, we've told our employees, everybody's working from home at least through next week until we see how the situation progresses. Um, so, you know, as of right now, I've got one monitor that I took home with me. Some people have some at home, but we're giving the people, our, our employees, the flexibility to take their monitors home and their docking stations as well. Okay. Um, as far as software, uh, we do have, um, since we are local on, on TAM and our imaging system, uh, we do have to have a remote uh, desktop connection with a, a secure connection. So we use uh, Dell SonicWall uh, remote connector for that secure VPN. And then um, we just use a, a simple remote desktop to go onto a, a local server that we've had for ages um, that you know is really actually becoming very useful for us now. And as far as yeah, inner office communication and as far as meetings, we're using Zoom meetings, we're using uh, Microsoft Teams, and Microsoft Teams also has video calls on it as well. So um, we're getting you know, personal lines, uh, commercial lines, those those teams can um, you know, jump in together on video calls at any time during the day. So we've done some training sessions on how to you know use that, how to use Zoom. Um, but yeah, so far it's, it's been pretty easy. And then the only other software that's essential for remote connection is, um, our VoIP app on our phones. And so basically all our phones are through internet. Um, we have a, a local provider here that we use the Zoltis, uh, uh, software and phone system. So it's just an app. If your phone rings at the office, it rings directly on your cell phone as well. So yeah, if, if, uh, I think that pretty much covers it. As as other guys talk and other people talk, I'll probably think of some other stuff and I'll chime in when needed. But I think that covers it for me as far as how we're functioning. Okay. Hey, Kurt, can yeah. I ask a quick question? Is your agency fully paperless as well? So are you using any tools that um, you're connecting with your clients as a result of that? So yeah, we're fully paperless. Um, now we, I'll you know, put a disclaimer in there. We do have one person going into the office every day to pick up mail, um, to pick up checks, to process payments that are mailed in. So we do have someone doing that, and then that mail scanned and put into our document imaging system, which people can access remotely. Um, as far as signing applications, um, papers that need signed, we do use um, Adobe Sign for that. So. We have a DC Pro uh, membership with Adobe that allows us to edit, sign documents on our end, allow customers um, to sign on their end. So we, we've been doing that now for quite a while. So that was a very easy transition for us as well. Yeah, I know that as agents are listening to this, they might not necessarily be able to do all of these things for this occurrence, but it's a great opportunity to start planning for what a paperless and a, what a remote uh, environment like, might look like for disaster recovery or all kinds of situations for your agency, which is why I asked you that. I was pretty sure you guys were paperless, but yep. uh, yeah. So um, Brent, let's go back to you. Software, hardware solutions. Um, what are you guys using? So are you, are you on desktops in the office? Or you, have you transitioned to laptops yet? Kind of what, what's, your, what's the situation at Solar Insurance, yeah, we're we're at desk on desktops here, um, which is w one of the main problems with trying to go remote. We do have you know a few agency-owned laptops that more for production or remote meetings. You know, a few iPads if you want to meet you know a coffee shop to do something, but they weren't necessarily designed to be full work from home capable. Um, we are looking. You know, we we do have. You know, a little like Kurt, we, we have um, a lot of paperless capabilities. So we've been able to maintain working with clients through um, InsureSign, you know, using DocuSign capabilities. We can um, send over um, documents to people and they can sign it on their phone or whatever. So that's, that's helped a lot. Um, but other than that, we're pretty limited. You know, we do have, um, I mentioned that ConnectWise is the company very similar to um, go to my PC sort of location. 
uh, based um, secure sign-ins, but but it's not like a VPN where you're actually signing into the server. We have we have a server-based Hawksoft, so um, we don't have have true remote capabilities from that. Only through our server, and then you know logging into a computer. So we're so we're much more limited um, than what uh, some of the other agencies have. Yeah, I think, I mean, as I hear that, and, you know, Jason or Carrie, you guys probably could speak to this better than I, but it's just the, when you're obviously logging in that way and working that way versus the cloud, the, the speed and, the, and, and, you know, the internet um, speed is so critically important. And um, while you're in Columbus, it's probably more readily available. We know that a lot of agencies across the state um, and across the country, you know, just don't have good, strong broadband internet access. So, um, you know, their ability when you start to put up, you know, going through a VPN um, or another site to access, you know, your information through a server, it all of a sudden, it just starts to crawl. And, um, and it really does make you unproductive from anywhere but that physical location where you're set up to, to, to work. That, that is so true. We, we have really strong broadband in our office, but it doesn't matter if at home you don't also. Mm-hmm. So that's the tough part is I, I have what I would consider pretty good internet at my house. Even sometimes it just sort of bogs down when I'm trying to do things. So, yeah. yeah. And we're, we're now seeing service providers starting to throttle down the capacity uh, just because of so many of us working from home. So even if we have decent uh, services and solutions right now, they're being throttled back in order to allow the capacity to open up for all of us that are now leveraging this. So that compounds somewhat the issue, um, even if you have a strong connection, like probably all of us do. But then you question, what are your employees paying for uh, personally? And how do you mitigate that if anything like this comes about again? And that probably is going to have to go into some policies that's not created yet, but something to consider. Yeah. Um, Cindy, are you, are you, are you with us now? Um, I know I saw your, I saw your note through the chat. Um, are you able to, I know you can hear us. Are you able to communicate though back to us? All right. Doesn't sound like it. Um, so let's keep moving. Al, you're up. Um, talk to us a little bit about Wickert's, um, software and hardware solutions. What, uh, what do you guys have? going on there. Um, you talked, you touched a little bit on your intro, but, um, share a little more insight if you don't mind in terms of, um, how you guys are set up. Sure. So from a hardware uh, perspective, uh, we're mixed. Uh, so most of our producers or anybody who's out of the office is on a laptop. Uh, so that makes that transition relatively easy. Um, however, for most of the service staff, the account managers or account techs, um, and others who really don't spend that much time out of the office, they're on desktops, um, which has created a little bit of a challenge. And that's where we've talked about the, the splash top and the go to my PC. So if they have computers from home, um, it allows them to access their, their workspace and, and their desktops at work. Um, from a phone system perspective, we're in an IP phone system, so that gives us a lot of uh, uh, flexibility in this in that we can, you know, direct, if we're not in the office, we can direct it to our cell phones or other numbers to be able to answer immediately and directly. Um, from a software perspective, uh, AMS, we're on AMS 360 and WorkSmart. It's primarily, I, I say primarily because we've already talked about it, you know, an electronic workstation uh, and electronic document, so you can access most, if not all, of the information that's there. The interesting part about this, and some people have touched on this already, you know, you're still getting mail, we're still getting things uh, in hard copy, so that requires somebody to be in the office to be able to scan it and take uh, payments or, or forward the payments, so there's still a, you know, a physical presence uh, in some of those offices required. Um, I'm trying to think what else. <clears throat> that we've got. So for the most part, you know, from a, from a software perspective, we can, you know, we can work remotely uh, and we can continue, uh, you know, business as usual, even though we've got, uh, you know, that mix set of hardware. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Jonathan, again, back to you, you, you guys have been doing this now 12 years. Um, you mentioned, so hardware side, you mentioned surfaces. Um, I'm curious on that. Um, you know, do you have people plug into docking stations when they're in the office? Is that how you connect? Um, so the hardware side, tell us a little bit more about that. And then um, I guess the second point was just software. You mentioned a little bit um, being on Epic and, and cloud-based, um, but any other insights on, on both of those topics? 
Sure. Um, so yeah, we're on Microsoft Surfaces um, completely across the board, um, every single person. Uh, we do provide docking stations for all the employees at home um, and multiple screens. So um, um, usually not three, but t- typically everybody has two still. So it's a pretty much like working anywhere. Um, one of the things we do require once a year um, is they take a snapshot of their office at home um, and just do an evaluation and making sure that they, one, have everything that they need, but also it's not sitting at a kitchen table, which you can certainly do for a short amount of time, but doing that for long periods of time is not ergonomically the most appropriate. So um, so we do have them take a snapshot of their current office environment. Um, and then, um, so from a, um, so that's pretty much all the hardware. I mean, it's, that's, it's all just consistent. You plug in, you plug out of here, you plug in at home, everything rem- works the same. From a software standpoint, we run everything we can through Applied Epic, um, and it's all cloud-based, so it looks exactly the same way, um, really, from the coffee shop to your office environment. Um, the phones, as I had talked about, but then we use Indio for all the application processing. Doc, um, like DocuSign, we use Indio for our signatures. Um, and so everything could pretty much be electronic from that standpoint. And then we made a big initiative about a year and a half ago to really move every one of our carriers to eDoc. So we really have very little paper. We still have paper. Um, I always t- I joke because I, we've been paperless for as long as I've been here. I mean, 15 15- 18 years probably in paperless, but I swear, I think we buy more paper every year than we do the year before. It's just <laughs> like strange. So cases of paper, reams of paper show up to the office, but we're paperless. Um, but, uh, and then we use uh, the CSR por- the CSR 24 portal and our app um, through applied mobile uh, to do additional communication. So that's pretty much the software that we're operating today. Um, from a communication standpoint, we've used WebEx for years. Um, having so many customers using Zoom, uh, Microsoft Teams, uh, things of that nature. Um, I like the functionality actually of those a little bit better. I mean, I think WebEx may be a little bit more antiquated. And um, even though it does everything we need to do, we've noticed that there's some some real flaws. I mean, sometimes your screen will have little blank boxes that come across it. It goes slow at times. Sometimes it's dropping people. So I don't know if with this increased traffic, if WebEx has just not been able to keep up with the infrastructure or not, but we are exploring, since we have Microsoft Teams already, um, we don't have to pay for anything. We're exploring that. So I'll be asking a few people how they enjoy and use that um, so I can get some experience with it. So, mm-hmm. so um, Jonathan, let me ask one question before we before we keep moving um, into the tips for agents, the, the practical tips. Um, this is maybe a little more philosophical than practical, but um, what? Well, it is practical in that, but not in this moment per se. But what what triggered all this for you? So obviously, you said you, you related back to Hurricane Ike, but there had to be more than that. Um, what what was it that um, you know got you to the point of knowing twelve years ago we need to be able to work completely virtually and and you did all of the planning like and how long did it take like how many years have you put these things in place how did you decide Microsoft Surfaces like do you have a technology strategist or advisor is there someone on your team who has a unique knowledge around this or is it driven by you the agency principal is it driven by your COO like who. Who is yeah, it I mean, we, driving these kind of things for you? Yeah, I mean, we have a leadership team. So, I mean, a lot of it comes from that. I think the surface, I mean, to be honest with you, it was as simple as I just thought it was. Um, Apple wasn't working with Applied the way that we were. And it was the coolest device that was out there <laughs> at the time. So that's literally how we picked the surface. And then we just over a course of years, as things turned out, that's how we replaced them. And now it's just in a cycle. So it probably took us a three-year conversion to get to the surfaces um, all in. Um, we didn't go buy all new computers for everybody. We just kind of phased them in as they come. Um, and um, but so I would answer that question two ways. One, I was really fearful at Ike. I mean, it was one of those moments where I thought, oh shoot, if we're not here for our customers, there's nothing worse than getting a having a phone ring and nobody answered on the other line. And uh, we were on fiber, 
Um, and, and we're on the, uh, right outside my office is the sonnet ring. I mean, it like literally comes through, you can't, so if it breaks on one end, it just comes from the other. So it's, we never thought we'd lose communication. Well, in Hurricane Ike, it broke on both sides of us. So we were literally with nothing um, and uh, for three days. And that's, we routed things to cell phones and we made a workaround. But I really said, this is not, I'm never going to live like this again. Um, and then the other part, which is more of the philosophical one is, I mean, I really believe that insurance alone is never enough and that we're in the risk management business. And here I tell all of my clients, you know, you got to proactively manage your risk. You got to look at, you know, business continuity, disaster preparedness. And then similar to ourselves, we sell life insurance and then we don't buy life insurance for ourselves. Oftentimes <laughs> we're like the last that we, we never think of ourselves because we're always thinking about our clients. And that's where I said, whoa, there's, you know, I remember my dad telling me you can't, you can't ever sell anything if you yourself don't buy it. It's a real hard sale. And so, so here I am telling people that it's important to think about business continuity and disaster preparedness, but we weren't prepared ourselves. And so a lot of it was on that too. No, we have to be an example to say, hey, a small business that at times probably 12 people that we can do this. You know, this is important. It's important to ourselves and it's important to our customers. So, mm -hmm. um, but I don't think it's like eating the elephant all in one bite. I mean, I think this is a moment in time where I think we all realize this stuff's important, um, but it's just setting a game plan and saying, you know, over the next year or two, what do we need to do to take small bites to be prepared for the next one? And, um, and, and I think that's all you really can do. The two big areas that we really found that we had errors and, and issues in was on um, still our agency build check receiving. Um, when you don't have anybody to deposit the checks and I'm the only one, that's not not a good job for me. <laughs> um, and so um, so just work around there for how we run to the post office, grab those necessary info and and um and so we're working around that and the other big one was bonds um and um just really not really realizing our bond lead um lives literally the farthest point away from our largest bond customer which is in the, the midst of um i mean we processed seven of them yesterday it's just crazy and so they all need blue signatures and they need seals and they need to be hand delivered and and when you're supposed to be doing social distancing and you're supposed to do all this stuff, it makes it really, really difficult that the state hasn't really kept up with the ability to automate some of this. And it's so, so manual. I mean, I, the click of a typewriter, a, a typewriter in 2020 um, still has to be used sometimes. And, I, and I'm amazed at that. So, so I think really what we're going to be sitting through is saying, in particular, how are we dealing with our checks? Um, and then how are we um, dealing with bonds moving forward are definitely the two biggest hiccups that we learned this week. So, yeah, that's, um, that's super helpful to hear. I, so I want to, I want to make a couple points and keep, keep moving through the practical tips that our agents have. Um, number one, for anyone listening, these are all traditional brick and mortar agencies. Like do not for a second think that resource Clark theaters was, was was created you know a year ago as as a um, digital agency they're not they've been around for decades um the collective tenure of 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 resource of wickard of soller of um trimble of lewis clark the agencies that are on the line right now are, are hundreds of years so i do not for a second want any agent out there to say oh well jonathan's sharing all this advanced stuff and kurt's doing all this great stuff and well, okay, they're, they are, they are, but they are traditional brick and mortar agencies. You can go see them in, in Cincinnati and in Cuyahoga Falls and in Newark and Delaware and Columbus. Like they have a physical location and they've done all these things in, in, you know, in addition to having a physical location. So don't, please don't use that as an excuse because it's not one because these are all traditional brick and mortar locations. These are true, true. traditional retail agencies. Um, and then the, the second point as we go in through this, um, size does not matter in this conversation. And so unfortunately, Cindy is not coming through. Her voice isn't coming through, but her, her, her hands to keyboard are. So I'm going to just read you. Cindy, are you there? Um, I heard a laugh, and that's probably Carrie because it's the other female um, engaged in this. But um, It was me. Sorry about that. All right, that's okay. I'm hoping Cindy would come through, but I'm going to read you what she said. So 
This is a five-person agency in Newark, Lewis Clark. It's been around for a long, long time. She's told her story where she bought the agency 41 years, 42 years ago, or she got involved in the agency 42 years ago. She didn't buy it that long ago, but, uh, um, but she's, she's been involved in this. It's a true traditional family agency. They all have the ability to work remotely. They've closed the client facing for the last 10, 10 days. They're using Nextiva for their VoIP um, internet or for their phone system. Um, they have an app on their laptops and their cell phones so they can answer calls from their, from their laptop or their cell phones. All their computers are monitored by Summit IT, which is their, their managed service provider, their IT provider. Um, and all their docs are being e-signed. And they've been up this, doing this for 15 months. So again, when you hear Al talk, okay, you're probably saying, well, that's eight locations and 60 employees and Jonathan's got 20 employees and Kurt's got 12 and Brett's got nine. Okay, Cindy is a small true traditional family independent insurance agency and she has been up and remote for 15 months so it's it's a choice that we're all making and again this crisis is putting moving us forward but it is a choice to whether or not we want to have true business continuity whether or not we want to truly optimize digital environment so um with that kurt al brent um share some other practical tips so jonathan talked about bonds and how manual that process is and Jonathan, you put something in my head. It sounds like an advocacy issue possibly where we need to, you know, go to the state and or whomever it is to talk about like, how do we get this into, how do we modernize this process? So I'm not sure we can do much about having to go to the office to physically pick up checks because that's still a payment methodology. And, you know, unless we want to go state auto and require everyone to be on ACH or, 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 or credit card payments, like, we still have to accept the fact that, you know, Ohio is a diverse and very rural state. So we're going to get payments in cash. We're going to get payments in check. And we want, our, we want to appease our clients in that way. While we'd love them to be on ACH, we still need to. So, um, guys, what else do you have? Kurt, let's jump to you. Well, Al, we're, you're, let's keep that order going. So Al, Kurt, Brent, what do you guys have? Um, Al, share with us any specific tips or tricks that agents need to be thinking about in terms of remote work environment. Um, well, I think you got to look at this. I, mean, I there's a lot of negative things going on in this, uh, you know, out there and, and it's challenging times, but at the same time, this is an opportunity, um, on, on many levels. And I think you hit the nail on the head, Jeff, of this is an opportunity to have the conversation with those clients, um, who may have been resistant to moving to an ACH or, you know, doing things electronically to say, Hey, here's a perfect example of why it's a good idea. I think it's the same opportunity with employees. Um, they're often the biggest, uh, uh, resistance to change because they've done it the same way for decades. And this is a great example of, you know, leveraging modern technology that we have available to say, let's look at this a little bit differently. Um, and I think, you know, like any challenging situation, it's going to be those that look at the opportunities that are going to come out uh, ahead when it's all said and done. Um, you know, there, there's plenty of tools and there's plenty of capabilities out there. It's, uh, you know, it's having the discipline and it's, and it's challenging ourselves to say, okay, um, now's the time to do it. I think the hurricane example was the perfect example of that. Of, hey, you know, it's easy for us to do it this way, but if we can't service our clients in an event like this, um, uh, uh, you know, our business is going to be a solid and, and we're not going to necessarily be able to grow or service those clients. So let's do it differently. That's from my perspective, that's the biggest takeaway that people can take in this event. Yeah, that's such a great point, Al. And you know, the, the other thing is as well, again, the point around you guys being traditional brick and mortar agencies out there, there are those that aren't. So they actually don't have that legacy. So to your point, Al, if we don't look at this as an opportunity, those other places that are easier to do business with that have less friction are going to grow because of a circumstance like this. So we as a channel really need to look at it as an opportunity or again, you, you know, those who are more sophisticated are just going to be able to have that less frictionless experience. Um, so Kurt, what do you, what's your take on this? What any tools, tips, anything, um, any advice you'd provide for agents? Um, I think that is a great point that Al just made as far as looking at this as an opportunity. Um, when, when thinking about the burden with switching over to be completely remote, it can be very daunting if you look at it from a 30,000 foot level, but chances are every agency out there has some piece of tech within their suite that they can start utilizing right now to make communication with their team better or to make 
communication uh, with their customers better, whether that, you know, for us, it was Microsoft Teams. And that would that just was part of our Microsoft subscription that we had that we weren't utilizing. So really, my suggestion would be to do an audit of your complete situation right now. What technology do you have? Are there untapped um other, you know, untapped funnels that you can that you could open up to enhance and make your situation better. And then secondly, um, you know, we also have partners in our carriers. Uh, we have upgraded a lot of our technology through some of the development dollars, some of the, the co-op dollars that our carriers provide for us. So look at your relationships that you have with your carriers and it, is there money out there that you can utilize to help improve your current situation. And I think that that is very eye-opening, something a lot of agencies won't think about just because you're too focused on your current situation or, or what you have right in front of you. But use, uh, you know, use OIA, use other agents, you know, use your carriers. Um, don't be afraid to ask anyone as far as being able to upgrade your situation that you're currently at. That would be my big, biggest suggestion. Hey, Jeff, can I uh, jump in here and be Cindy's voice for her? Please do. She's sending me some private messages, and um, she really just wanted to add that what they're doing is really um, keeping their clients as calm as possible by posting daily on Facebook. She, um, she, you know, one of the biggest takeaways is communication is key. So in any way that you can communicate, whether that's through social media, push test text messages, um, do it through your agency app, whatever way you can stay connected, um, you do that. And, you know, I would just add personally, you know, my agent called me this morning and just said, how are you guys all doing? While the phones are slow, reach out because that's what you guys do best is connect and demonstrate you care. And you can do it in many different ways, sometimes technology, but sometimes not. Sometimes it's really just hearing that voice and saying, we're here for you. We recognize this is crazy and uh, we want you to know we care. So that's Cindy's perspective. You know, definitely utilize the, the tools that you have and stay as connected as possible. That's super helpful. Thank you, Carrie. Um, Brent, any last closing thoughts um, as we as we wrap this up? Any additional tips? So we've heard audit opportunity um, and and you know really embracing um, the need to move to a more virtual environment. What what insights or thoughts would you have for agents out there as wrestling with this? Um, yeah, the only, the only thing I would add to that, and they're all great thoughts, was we had started thinking, this, thinking about this process, honestly, not about global pandemic, but more about attracting uh, the future workforce and making it a more attractive place to work to say, hey, you can work from home occasionally or all the time, being more flexible. Um, obviously, there's a lot of processes and that have to be put into place to really do that, um, but it's doable. And that's, I would encourage agents to think about that, not just from, oh, there probably won't be another global pandemic for another 50 years, but think about attracting that next uh, agent to that next CSR or whatever you have. Yeah, that's great insight. And another, again, another, you know, great way to look at it. So, all right, this has been, this has been a great um, conversation. Um, before we, before we wrap up, um, Carrie, Jason, any additional, any insights from you guys that agents need to be thinking about? You know, I would just say, take this as an opportunity to start your plan if you don't have one. And, you know, Kurt said it the best, don't try and eat the entire elephant take steps. You know, our organization did this in steps. Um, it's, it's, it's able to be managed. It's not something you necessarily have to think you need to do overnight, but look at your um, opportunities and make a plan and work the plan in order to get there. So that's the best advice I would give to agents. And what I've heard through this conversation is empathetic leadership and whether that's to your customers or Jonathan pointing out that he has an audit of his employee's home office environment. And I think the next step is, Jonathan, you would say, if it looks uncomfortable or they're working from a hard chair at a dining room table, that your company would be willing to be able to take care of some of those employees to make sure that they're comfortable. It's, you know, everyone stated maybe five to six technologies they're using to get along. But the piece that seems to resonate is just be aware of the people that you're affecting as a leader and make sure that this working from home isn't even really subject matter in the future. And a way to do that 
is putting together, and I think Kurt suggested it, is having something that's more of a policy moving forward. It seems like everybody has pieces, and we all have handbooks that are 30, 50, 100 pages large, but there probably is a missing component around this remote work from home that is just going to be a given in the future. And to Al's point around opportunity, there's an opportunity too for OIA and this collective group to maybe help with the prescription on what that should look like from a policy perspective to the employees. Because in the future, if you can say, and I think it was Brent, if you can say on the recruiting side that I have everything in place, whether you're in office or home, because we've got the technology to run our business and we understand how to treat people well. And if you can do that and show that through your processes and products and everything that you're using to run that business efficiently, uh, this is a new time and an opportunity to take advantage of it. So yeah, that was kind of what I gleaned from this discussion and it's been a great one. It's helped uh, open my eyes to some of the things that need to be in place in order to run. Yeah, no doubt. Well, spoken like, uh, you know, a true technology strategist. So um, Jason and Carrie, um, thank you both for um, the comments and the insight. And agents, thank you guys for your time. I know you guys are incredibly busy right now um, dealing with the, the crisis situation that we all are. Um, but we appreciate your time. Um, you guys are really the hallmark of the independent agency system. And that's a community of agents out there trying to support each other. And um, I'm confident, you know, again, based upon everything that you've said, that we're going to come out of this better on the other side, not just as a society, um, but also as an independent agency community. So um, thank you all for your time. Thank you for, for listening and for being a part of this. Um, we, we don't know how long this is going to last, but I can promise you that, um, you know, I know this group has been willing to share the whole organization, our resources are behind making sure that we're giving you bite-sized, clear and concise information to that's digestible, that you can make business decisions on, that you can share with your clients. So you can continue to count on that from the OIA. We're here to support you. Our sole mission is to promote, progress, and protect the independent agents um, in our state. And so we're here to continue to do that through good times and bad. And um, thank you again um, for, for your time and for listening and, and, and everyone be safe and be well.